special uh, surprise for all the Take the Points listeners. And for you, Dan, and uh, Ryan, you'll enjoy it. You're not so much in it, but uh, earlier today I was bored. I've been sick, and I put together a super cut of Dan's Coach's Restaurant segments from throughout the year, and it is pure comedy. And so anyone listening to this, be prepared for that to drop, I would say, within the next day or two, probably the same time you're hearing this episode. So this is Tom. Uh, I'm sick this week. I'm going to do this intro, and then I'm going to head it off to uh, my colleague, Dan Partridge, and he's going to do the show along with uh, Ryan, who's also sick, who may chime in from time to time. But we're leaning very heavily on Dan for our part three of our bowl game spectacular, which is our playoff picks. Um, So we've got the Vegas outsider, Dan, the one with the most knowledge and the best picks of the group this year. So you're in good hands. Maybe not. Dan's shaking his head. Uh, But anyway, here is the Take the Points College Football Podcast, part three of the bowl game spectacular, including our playoff picks. Dan Partridge, take it away. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Happy to fill in here and carry the torch for Take the Points. Over the course of nine years, things like this do happen. Uh, Much like in the NFL, you might have Ian Book having to start a game. Uh, I'll have to come (laughs) and represent the podcast the best I can. I will put up a better performance than Ian Book did, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll kind of see what happens here. Um, All right. We're going to get down to business. We're going to talk as much as we can, as fast as we can, and blast through this. We got two makeup games on the calendar we need to talk about. Wake Forest, Rutgers, the rescheduled Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, and Washington State, Central Michigan, the rescheduled Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. God knows what we would do without these two games being played. Uh, for these two games, I have no idea really what to expect. You know, I'm trying to think of it from like a gambling perspective. If I'm Rutgers in Central Michigan, I was at home thinking the season's over, uh, not thinking about football. And all of a sudden, their coach calls you up and goes, hey, guys, we're going to play a game. Um so it's really strange in that regard, especially for um, Shianu and Rutgers. I mean, they weren't in the bowl season. At least, you know, Central Michigan's played a game or was supposed to play a game. So they're in the mindset that they're going to play a bowl game. But um, these two games are completely huge question marks. Uh, luckily, they're on early tomorrow uh, before the national semifinals. So feel free to go run errands or you guys can take a nap or whatever the hell you want to do. Just I would, I would avoid these at all costs real quick. Wake minus 16 over under 62 wakes lost like five games in a row, or they've, they've lost two games in a row. They haven't looked so good, uh, but they're much better than Rutgers. Um, Rutgers will try to chop some wood, but their offense won't do much even against bad Wake Forest defense. Um, I'll lay the 16 and be happy there. And uh, Washington state, central Michigan, uh, both teams were supposed to play different opponents, um, but they both uh, canceled. So they're playing each other. Washington State minus seven, total 57 and a half. Uh, I like the over in this game. Um, I think uh, both teams um, were prepping for different opponents, and now they won't be prepared uh, defensively. I know Washington State likes to throw the ball a lot, and Central Michigan actually won eight games this year. So over 57 and a half can definitely happen at the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. All right, now we got that out of the way. 
Let's continue. You know what? Let's do the January 1st games, Ryan, and then we will get back to the national title game or semifinals games last. Might as well. Uh, all right. Penn State, Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. Arkansas minus two and a half now, line 48. Big news out of this game is that uh, Penn State's stud wide receiver has <clears throat> opted out as expected for the NFL. Penn State with some opt outs. Arkansas with some opt-outs too. Uh, they're, they're, they're really, really good stud wide receivers out. Um, and they're missing, I think, they're running back as well, I believe. Not 100% sure. Anyway, Arkansas minus two and a half, total 48. I know the total is in the 40s, but I'm going to take an under in this game. Uh, Penn State's offense is terrible. They can't run the ball. And without their best playmaker wide receiver, I don't see them scoring a lot, especially on an SEC defense. Arkansas. Same thing. Um, you know, they got Sam Pittman. They're going to ground and pound. And Penn State's defense is still pretty good. So under 48 is my play. Ryan, any thoughts on this one? No, I, the under is the right call on that for sure. All right. Sounds good. Moving on. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl right here in Glendale, Arizona. Notre Dame against Oklahoma State. Notre Dame minus two. Total 45. Notre Dame will be, again, without their stud safety, who's moved on to the NFL draft. Also, the running back is opted out of this game, um, so it puts them at a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, Oklahoma State, I believe, has just about everybody, including Spencer Sanders, for better or for worse. Total 45 in this game, very low. Ryan, what do you like in this one? Dan, this is like my least favorite game of the entire bowl season. Yep. Uh, here's the thing. Oklahoma State should be the play. But I isn't crazy that I trust Notre Dame's like new coach more than I trust Gundy. I don't trust Gundy at all in any spot, like big spot. Like I've lost all faith in Gundy as a coach. Uh, these guys really seem to love this. Uh, <clears throat> uh, was it Freeman that they hired? So Everyone raves about this guy. It's still only two points, so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and go against my picks the entire season, and I'm actually going to take Notre Dame, I think. All right. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I like Notre Dame before this. Uh, I think they'll be motivated with their new coach. I think Oklahoma State is going to have a huge letdown spot, one yard away from making the uh, college football championship, uh, now playing Notre Dame. And Spencer Sanders is terrible. Um, we've seen bad quarterbacks go out, uh, in style this year. Um, some have not even had a chance to play. We got to watch Anthony Brown last night. It was funny just uh, reading through Twitter during the Oregon game and just, just, you know, reading what people say about Anthony Brown. Very funny. Um, I like Notre Dame. I think Spencer Sanders is terrible. He's up for the Zach Mills award and, uh, yeah, go Notre Dame somehow. All right, on to the VRBO, I don't know what that is, Verbo Citrus Bowl. Sounds like an IT company or something. Don't know. Uh, Iowa against Kentucky. Um, Kentucky minus three, total 44. Oh, we got three straight totals here in the 40s. Um, look, under. Iowa offense has never been good our entire life. Kentucky started with the better offense, but kind of faded a little bit towards the end of the year. Uh, I think this is another low-scoring game. I'm going to bet the under in all three of these games and hope to win two out of three. It's probably my play there. 
Um, I also like Kentucky to win the game as well. I don't like Iowa. Their quarterback's terrible. And, uh, yeah. Ryan? This is one of my top three or four favorite plays of the whole bowl season. I love Kentucky in this spot. I was terrible. They think that Kentucky's like a fake SEC team, but they're not. They're a legit, real SEC team, and I think they're going to put the wood to them. So this is a, a spot where the under is going to be close, but I still think it's like, yeah, under 30 to 10, maybe like 27-6. Like this is going to be pretty bad. I think Kentucky mashes them. I like that score 27 to 6. I think that's very possible. All right, moving on to the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl presented by Capital One Venture X. Is Venture X like a rap artist who's on Capital One's label? I'm not really sure what the Venture X part of it has to do with it, but whatever. Uh, Ohio State down to minus four, over under 64. Uh, Garrett Wilson has opted out of this game. I don't know about Alave, to be honest with you yet. Is he also out, Ryan? Yes. Both of them? Both yes. of them have opted out? Yep. Great, as expected. Um, don't know the motivation for this one. I think Utah matches up pretty well, but I'll let you pick this one, Ryan. Oh, thanks, Dan. <clears throat> this is this is I'm saving all the energy I have for this this game. I love Utah in this spot. They have all the motivation in the world. They are getting like like Ohio State has guys opting out of the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl. Like yep. That's a slap in the face to the Rose Bowl and to Utah. I don't think Ohio State gets one freaking call the entire game. Anything that's borderline is going Utah's way 100% guaranteed. That You don't do that. You can opt out of the freaking Fiesta Bowl. You can opt out of the Sugar Bowl. You can opt out of the Orange Bowl if it's not a playoff game. The Rose Bowl, you can't opt out. You just can't. So I love Utah, all the motivation in the world. Give me them on the money line. I might even like buy it to like Utah minus seven and friggin' lay that. What kind of odds can I get on like an alternate line, Utah like minus six and a half? Very, like very plus, good odds. Plus 900? Yeah. Give me that. They're going to they're gonna smack them. Hmm? I think that's a great pick, Ryan. Uh, I don't think you can bet Ohio State in the spot. Um, really got to question their motivation in this game. Utah has that cool uh, uniform for this game with the rose on the helmet, which is pretty badass. Um, I'm going Utah. And in the season of giving and uh, Christmas and New Year's, I'm going to do a positive coach's restaurant today for the first time all year. On an unexpected, unannounced, Kyle Whittingham. If Kyle Whittingham somehow opts to retire and manage a restaurant, where would he be suitable to manage? I'll tell you where. In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger has hamburgers, french fries, and that's it. Nothing fancy. There's no chicken. There's no salad. There's no value menu. There's none of that shit. Utah runs the ball, plays defense, they're not flashy. Both are absolutely excellent at what they do. Uh, Utah doesn't have, you know, 
high-ranked recruits coming in. In Out Burger isn't all over the country. It doesn't matter. They're regionally perfect at what they do. In and Out is a staple of the West Coast, just like Utah. Woodingham would fit perfectly there. It's a good blue-collar type of place. Even before the um, the increase of minimum wage, In and Out Burger was already paying their employees uh, fifteen dollars an hour before anyone else, like ten years ago, and that's incredible. And 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 they also have the lowest prices of anybody too. A burger, cheeseburger is still three dollars on the menu. It, it's an unbelievable deal. Uh, it's freshly made. It's this fantastic product. Winningham would be totally fine there. Both outstanding at their craft. Underrated, underappreciated, Kyle Whittingham in and out burger. All right. So that was the positive one for the year. We'll go back to a special negative one next week. Ryan, would you like to add something? That was phenomenal, Dan. Great job. Um, as, a, as a someone who's never had in and out, uh, but here's the thing. Actually, two things real quick. One, I was at home for the holidays back in upstate New York, and – we were talking, we were watching bowl games and I was mentioned something that you and I've talked about, Dan is like when we were kids seeing these commercials for these fast food places that just didn't exist in our world, we were kind of laughing about that. And I mentioned in and out burger and my dad like lit up. He was like, that's the best burger I've ever had. He's like the best fast food in my life. He's like, it was incredible. And I took him to like on the side of the 10 going through Palm Springs it was a Sunday morning at like 10.45 a.m. There was already a line around the building at the drive-thru. And my dad looked at me. He's like, how the hell? They have 30 people waiting for them when they open for burgers on a Sunday morning. He's like, what the hell is this? And I was like, well, here you go. So he was pretty excited about that. He's talking about it uh, on Sunday when we had a big family day. Uh, I also just want to mention real quick uh, on the Utah side, favorite Utah alum, Steve Smith Sr., getting absolutely shafted on the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That is an absolute sham. Steve Smith belongs in there. He belongs on the ballot at least in his first year. He was unbelievable, and he absolutely deserves it. Shame on you, NFL voters. Steve Smith, put him in. Steve Tasker first, then Steve Smith. Excellent call on that. I've always had respect for Steve Smith. Uh, He's like five foot nine and like just go up and like challenge with everybody. A lot of respect there. Uh, Okay. Moving on to the All-State Sugar Bowl on uh, New Year's Day. We got Two of our favorite squads in the history of Take the Points, uh, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, with finally with a healthy Ole Miss team for the first time all year, takes on my old favorite team, the from Waco, Texas, Baylor Bears. Uh, Ole Miss minus one and a half, total 55 and a half. I love Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss covers this with ease. This is my number one bowl confidence play. Of the entire season. Ole Miss has been banged up all year besides the first game against Louisville where they looked like the best team in the country. You know, they scored like 70 on them with ease, could have been 150. They've had wide receivers missing, they've had this, that, and the other. 
No one's opting out for Ole Miss. Everybody's playing. Corral's there. Lane's had a month to study the Baylor defense. That was the national championship game in the Big 12 title game for them already, too. Like, beating Oklahoma State meant a lot to uh, to Baylor. So, Ole Miss minus one and a half. Ole Miss team total over whatever. Over 55 and a half for the game. Trifecta, take your pick. Lane train all day, every day. This game is also in Louisiana. It will be part of the courting of Arch Manning. There's that going on as well. Ole Miss rolls. Ryan? Everything you said was 100% correct. This is my number one confidence of the entire bowl season. Healthy Ole Miss looking to prove a point. I don't, do they have anyone opting out? No. Everyone's they're, playing. Like the whole team's playing. playing. They're it's it's it, and also this is like like this is the, the this is the first time in Ole Miss program history that they can win eleven games and they've been playing football since I think the Civil War I'm pretty sure like it's like 1879 or something ridiculous like that so uh, yeah this is this all points to Ole Miss and you know it just it just makes total sense to me <clears throat> okay this game makes no sense to me. That would be the Tax Act Texas Bowl in Houston on Tuesday, January 4th. First of all, why the hell is this game being played on January 4th? Does anybody know whatsoever? And if you're going to put two teams in this game, it can't involve two teams with a combined 13 wins. At least let this be like... I don't know. We, we, we must have passed one that was better than this already. Can we, like, uh, something. Put that Oregon-Oklahoma-Alamo uh, Bowl here on the fourth or something like that. But th- this is horrible. You're going to have to sit through Skyler fucking Thompson, at quarterback at Kansas State, running up the middle for two yards. LSU's playing, I think, they're like 17-string quarterback. They've had guys opt out but come back, but they're not going to play, and they got to start a freshman who might lose eligibility. Uh, Brian Kelly's doing that stupid uh, whatever uh, thing he did on Twitter there with that recruit, but he's not coaching the game. He'll be hanging around. Um, I will mention last night watching uh, Oklahoma beat Oregon was great, and uh, Stoops on the sideline for Oklahoma was awesome. And I've never really been an Oklahoma fan, but I loved what I saw from Oklahoma last night. And when Venables... The camera came on him for the first time. And the whole place erupted and cheering for Venables was badass. And then after the game, Stoops took off his visor and put it on Venables' head. So fucking cool. Gotta love college football for that. Um, but top back to this game. The, top 10 moment of the season, Dan. The visor, Tim putting the visor on him like like King Arthur getting knighted. It was great. It, it was so good. It really was. I, I really love that. Uh, okay, that being said, under 48 in this game. It's Kansas State. Uh, do not bend an over with Kansas State. No idea who wins. It's going to be whoever can just hand the ball off and run it up the middle uh, slightly better than your opponent. Um, I'll take the SEC team. Uh, it, it's not going to be good. But, uh, of course, I'll watch it because it's Tuesday, January 4th, and there's nothing on TV. Ryan, what you got? Under, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Great. That's the right answer. Well done. All right. Last two picks, two big picks. Man, 
if I host the show full time, we'll cut the podcast time down by 75% every week, uh, which, which isn't good. Just saying that's probably true. Uh, all right, here we go, Ryan. No more messing around here. Cincinnati, Alabama, Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, live from the Jerry Dome in Arlington, Texas. Alabama minus 13 and a half, over under 57 and a half. Let me start this one. Um, Cincinnati's been arguably the best uh, non-power five conference team of all time. Um, They've had a couple challenges in the middle of the year, of course, uh, where every team is bringing their A game, trying to knock them off, much like Alabama. Um, They made it through those challenges and really turned it on towards the end of the year. They're well coached. They play great on offense. They have a running back who's a transfer from Alabama in Ford. They got a stud corner. Uh, They have everybody playing. Obviously, no opt-outs, no injuries, no concerns whatsoever. They are full throttle ready for this game. Alabama on the other side, they've been here before. Bryce Young, 40-some touchdown passes, 43, only four interceptions. Um, Alabama did have to come back in the last uh, moment there to beat Auburn to reach this game, but then they handled Georgia uh, with ease in the – in the SEC championship game. Big losses for Alabama will be John Mechie, their possession wide receiver over the middle, and also their number one corner is also out for this game. They've also already lost their uh, running back for the year as well and are down to Brian Robinson. 13 and a half Alabama semifinal. In a vacuum, this is all day, every day uh, Alabama. But But I don't know. I've been thinking about this game for a week and a half, and I keep going back and forth on it. And I like Cincinnati. I don't love Cincinnati, but I like them enough to take a little tease. I'm going to buy a half point and take 14 here. I'm taking Cincinnati not because of what Alabama's missing or not what Cincinnati is. I'm taking this because of the Kellen Moore Boise state teams from 10 years ago. And I always wanted that team to have a shot and they never got a shot. And I felt like they were a top five team in the, in the country and they never got the respect that they truly deserved. I feel like Cincinnati is kind of carrying the torch for that team. And I love that team so much. Uh, with Titus young and all those playmakers, they were so fun to watch. Um, I'm going to take Cincy in the 14 and hope for a close game. Uh, I could be totally wrong. It could be 42 to 10 and Nick Saban's going to just be like, are you a moron? What is, what is wrong with you? You know how this goes, but I'm going to take Cincinnati and watch the game with one eye open and uh, see what happens. Ryan. Rule number one, (laughs) you bet, you bet Alabama or you don't bet them. I was waiting. I was I was really hoping that you weren't going to do that, Dan, because I was looking forward to mocking all the analysts that have been sitting around talking about this game for a week and a half, and they've all gotten to the point. Everyone's reached the point where they're like, Cincinnati's got a shot. Cincinnati's legit. Everyone's going over to the Cincinnati side. I, I don't agree. I think we've reached the point where everyone's just starting to forget that Alabama is Alabama. Like Alabama's fourth and fifth strings 
or higher rated recruits than Cincinnati starters. At some point that does matter that it does matter. Maybe when it's Boise against Oklahoma, it's a little bit different because back then the recruiting wasn't uh, as skewed as it is now. Now it's so top heavy. It's just, I just don't see any way that Cincinnati can hang with them. I'm going to go 38-17 Alabama. That's probably right. I'm not going to disagree with that one bit. What are you going to do? All right. Now for the real semifinal game, Georgia-Michigan. Oh, this one's great. This is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to this one. Capital One Orange Bowl, Hard Rock Stadium. Miami Gardens, Florida. Not Miami, Florida. Miami Gardens. I'd like to see how that's different on a map. Um, Michigan, off of the handling of Ohio State. And Georgia, off of getting humbled by Alabama. At first glance, you really like Michigan in this spot, right? They looked great recently. Georgia looked like they finally had some flaws. Makes you want to bet Michigan. But there's been a layoff, and Georgia's still Georgia, and Michigan's still coached by John Harbaugh. Ryan, what's your pick for this game? Uh, not Harbaugh. How about that? That's my, my pick is Kirby Smart in the under. I think Harbaugh sits on the ball as much as he can. I don't think Michigan snaps the ball with more than seven on a play clock the entire game. They're going to try to make this the fast. They're going to make this like the, the length of a high school game if they can. But I don't think it matters. I think at some point they're going to have to try to trust their quarterback to make a play. And I think that's where Georgia just – they're going to score on defense. Like just bet that, bet that for the game. Just bet that Georgia's going to score defensive or special teams touchdown. That's the best prop for the entire game. Uh, but I am going to take Georgia – uh, and I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to hook that. And we're going to say this is like 23-13, 24-13 type of game. Excellent pick. Uh, I'm going Michigan, and I don't like it. I'm betting Michigan and Cincinnati, and I'm going to have a gallon of fucking bleach right next to me. It just poured into my eyeballs when, when I go 0-2. There's no doubt in my mind. Again, not anything to do with X's and O's too much in this game. Uh, I know Michigan's got a great D-line, but they played the Big Ten. The Big Ten's not good this year. The problem I have with George is two things I can't get past. One is their quarterback, Stetson Bennett. I just don't think he's any good. And I, I feel like if a team gets a month to prepare for him, that they'll find a way to completely shut him down. And two, I think Kirby Smart is absolutely terrified of Nick Saban. If Cincinnati somehow wins the first game, I'm betting everything I have on Georgia, by the way, all of it. But if Alabama wins that first game, I just feel like Georgia would rather lose to Michigan than to lose to Alabama again in a national championship. They just can't do it. They can't do it. This is like being a Steeler fan. I've been a, you know, come on, you know me. There were years where I was like, can we just lose now in the divisional round? Because we got the Patriots coming next week and I don't want to lose 47 to 10. 
And finally, the last couple of years, Steelers started losing in the wild card round or divisional round, so we didn't have to didn't have to deal with that shit. I just don't think we're going to see Alabama Georgia again. Uh, I feel especially if Alabama wins, the refs are going to rig the second game for Michigan. I'm not going to wager the second game until after the first one's over. But if Alabama wins, I'm betting Michigan. If Cincinnati wins, I'm betting Georgia. That's kind of my pick for this game. Um, it's not good. I'm taking Jim Harbaugh in a non-power five team against Alabama, and I expect to win money. I should just quit while I'm ahead. Uh, but we'll see what happens. All right. Well, that's that. We made it through the fastest podcast ever. Uh, we have one more podcast left, which is the national championship podcast. Um, is that going to be the last one or, or, or do we do the award show afterwards? Or should we just do the award show and do everything for the last one? One more, one more and done. Z, can you give a thumbs up? Yeah, from the, produ- from the, from the production I've, studio. I've been uh, hanging back as producer, but I want to say a couple things with the limited energy I have. First off, yeah, we can do two more shows if you want, you know, however you want to do it. Usually we do the national championship preview and then uh, later on, like a wrap up and some awards and just reflections on a season. I think that's always good to do. Um, I feel like America got robbed this year. Um, I also have Alabama, Georgia favorites going to the national championship game and I hate it. And, uh, the reason I hate it is because I wish the matchups were reversed. You think about what, what beat Georgia, what Alabama did to beat Georgia. It was all Bryce young. I mean, you know, the defense was great, but Bryce young almost won that game single-handedly a mobile quarterback making plays, looking for receivers downfield and just making things happen. And of Cincy and Michigan, who's got a quarterback like that who could potentially do the same thing? Not the team they're playing. It's Cincy. Who beat Alabama or who came close to Alabama? Texas A&M, Auburn. Teams that run well, teams that are physical on the lines and that have NFL quality players. That's Michigan. So I really wish that these matchups were reversed. I would feel a lot better about that. I actually think Michigan has a better chance to beat Alabama than Georgia in terms of the matchup. Uh, The last thing I'll say is like, I do think Michigan is undervalued in that they've been very consistent. Their only loss was a kind of a fluke loss to Michigan state. And other than that, they've been very consistent with how they play and not every game has been pretty. I mean, that Washington game at the beginning of the year was ugly as hell, but that was a team trying to work things out and work out their pro style run attack and they didn't have it then, but they were the same team. They're just a better version of the same team now. So um, they've actually got a tougher matchup first round. And I feel like if Michigan really comes out firing, I don't think it's crazy to think that Michigan could win it all. Um, and yet I'm picking an SEC title game rematch. So, you know, uh, make sense of that how you will. Um, and my heart's with Cincinnati, so I'm all over the place. And that's all for me. What else do you guys want to say before we wrap up? Let me just remind people to please, 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 in addition to this show you're listening to, go and download and listen to Dan's supercut of the Coach's Restaurant. I'm going to add the one he did today. We're going to put it out there probably tomorrow, and it'll be the best thing you hear all year. I'll leave Thanks, it to Tom. you two to finish the show. Good night, everyone. Thank <sighs>
All right, since Z can't really talk anymore, I'll talk about the first Kid Rock album. Okay, so uh, Ball with a Ball is track one. No, all right, fine. I'm not going to do that. It was, was going to be an homage. Cowboy, track two. No, um, that's the first. First of all, that's not the first Kid Rock album. That's the first big Kid Rock album. So, you know, I don't want to get up on the wrong foot. So that's fair enough. Um Closing words. Bull season's been really weird. Everyone's been making fun of it for the cancellations and the weird play. But guess what? Everyone can go to hell. It's been fantastic. There's been endless comedy just about in every game. Weird refereeing, strange play calls. If you watch the game and just scroll on Twitter, it's absolutely fantastic. You see all kinds of nonsense. Shout out to the Cheez-It Bowl mascot for being the MVP last night, jumping around. Uh, he was incredible. We got the Duke's Mayo Bowl today where they doubt Shane Beamer and Mayo. That was great. The bowl season's fantastic. Um, I don't know how to improve it anymore with players opting out. Thank you, Tom, for the visual. Good job. That should be my screensaver for the next uh, or my wallpaper on my iPhone about the next week um maybe they can start paying each player like 25 grand or something i don't know just something to get everyone to play these games but uh you know take a look at, at the michigan state pit game tonight uh kenny pickett future super bowl champion uh opts out of this game and the backups in there backup dislocates his shoulder on the first drive of the game if that was Kenny Pickett and that shoulder's not right for the combine, that, that, that could cost him millions of dollars. And maybe that shoulder's messed up and it's never right again for the rest of his career. So um, anyway, full season's been great. I can't get enough of it. I'm excited for tomorrow, excited for the semifinals. I need Ryan to get healthy so I can go over his place for the national championship game. Uh, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm watching this pit Michigan state game right now. There's nothing really to get fired up with except um, Michigan state's quarterback. So bad that Mel Tucker might need more money because if he won 10 games with this guy, a quarterback, uh, he he's, he's the best coach of all time. So um, we'll see about that. Um, so yeah, kid rock semifinal in and out burger. I think that sums up the episode. Ryan, any final words? No. Uh, enjoy the games. That's about it. Be safe. Enjoy the games. Be safe. Yeah, and enjoy college football because at least we get some 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 actual real good football going on. The NFL has been uh, a bit of a mess, to say the least, this past month. We don't even know who's playing in half these games. Um, anyway. Enjoy the semifinal tomorrow. At least we get two great games. Uh, Happy New Year. See you all in 2022. And we'll be back uh, late next week with our national championship extravaganza. And maybe the Zach Mills Award, too. But we'll figure out the scheduling around that, too. Uh, On behalf of both Tom and Ryan, Happy New Year. Stay safe. Have fun. And good night.
Oh, 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 oh,